G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A husband and wife were driving home from church one day, and the wife says to her husband, did you notice that group of teenagers talking and giggling in the service? The husband said, no, I didn't. They drove a little bit further, and she said, did you notice Mary wearing that dress? That's the third week in a row she's worn the same dress. Her husband said, no, I didn't notice. A little bit later, she said, and did you notice old Tom nodded off again in church? No, he said, I didn't notice that. The wife said, oh, for goodness sake, what's the point you going to church if you're not going to pay attention to what's going on? Well, of course, he was paying attention to what was going on, but he wasn't paying attention to what she was paying attention to. He didn't notice what she noticed. Isn't it amazing we can be in the same situation with somebody else and we see things differently? And we see things in a different way. Why is that? The answer is because none of us can live beyond the level of that which is in our heart. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, because out of it flow the issues of life. This is Set Free with Ken Legg. Hello, thanks for joining us. It's Phil here, and with me is author and pastor, Ken Legg. And we're looking at guarding our heart this week on Set Free. And the story you just told, Ken, really underlines the fact that two people in the same place experiencing the same thing at the same time can see things just so radically differently. And as you say, each one sees it through the filter and state of their own heart. Yeah, let's take a well-known Bible story, Phil, to illustrate that again. Uh, The 12 spies going in to spy out the land of Canaan. Now, remember, each one of these spies came from the same background. Okay, same upbringing, same kind of environment, but they saw it differently. You know, 10 spies saw the giant, saw the problem, said we can't do it. Mm. Whereas two spies said, it is a land flowing with milk and honey, just like God said, get a load of these grapes. Mm. Man, we're, we're blessed, you know. We can do it. We are well able. Now, why is it that they saw it differently? Because they could only see that which was in their heart. In other words, they, they couldn't live beyond that which was in their heart. That's what I'm saying. And that's the way that we interpret life. We, we interpret it through the, the filter of the way that our hearts have been shaped. Mm. It was interesting. I was talking to someone recently in uh, England, and uh, well, it was in in wintertime there in England. And I was saying, "Oh, it must be really, really cold over there." And how are you coping? And their their response was, surprised me. They said, "Do you know what? It's just so beautiful. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I see this these amazing winter scenes, and it's just incredible." Now I was expecting them to say, "Oh, it's horrible. Get me out of here," you know. And it's, it's the way that they saw it. And it's the same thing. Often that comes out of our heart. They were looking to see God's beauty in the middle of something that I thought might have been a little bit painful. And it's an interesting statement that you just made, that life works from the inside out. It's from our heart. So can you explain that a little? Yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk today about counselling and, and uh, behaviour modification. And what you tend to find is that people approach life from the outside in. They try to change things externally, thinking that fundamentals will be changed. Let me give an illustration. You know, an ongoing debate in America is the uh, 
the debate over the gun laws mm-hmm. because homicide is a, is a big problem, you know. Now, people think that if they have stricter gun laws, then the murder rate will come down. But actually, Phil, uh, if you look at the statistics, the gun is not used as the weapon to cause murder or to carry out murder. In, it doesn't even appear in the top three list. I think there's the kitchen knife, there's the baseball bat, and there's something else. That's really interesting. It is interesting. Now, of course, I'm not advocating go and get a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, look, if you think that that is going to control the problem of murder, you're mistaken because murder is something which is in the heart. The Bible says that. Mm. You know, out of the abundance of the heart proceeds murders and so on. Mm. And so to try to address some of the fundamental problems of life, working on externals, we're really going to be no better off because we live our lives out of the abundance of that which is in our heart. So what we should be doing is seeking to change the heart. Now, how do we do that? And that's what we're going to look at in this program, of course, but that's what the Bible addresses is the key to changing a person is to change their heart. It's like so many things. We often look at the symptoms and dealing with the symptoms, but really we've got to look at the root cause and the heart is a root cause of not only, you know, Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks, but it's also the driver for our behavior too. Yeah, look, I'll give you an, another illustration here. Um, I was teaching at um, a Bible school once and we were talking on the subject of counseling. And somebody asked the question, you know, would you counsel a member of the opposite sex on your own? Or would you have the safety of, you know, somebody else being there present? I said, no, I, I would counsel, you know, and, and I do often counsel members of the opposite sex when I'm alone. And one or two were a bit surprised, even shocked by that. They, they were expecting the normal answer of, no, you've got to do what's right and guard yourself and so on. And I explained, I said, look, the problem with this kind of thinking is that if I'm protected by all the safeguards, then nothing's going to happen that shouldn't happen. Mm. But the fact is this, look, if, if we're talking about adultery here, okay, which is obviously what was being inferred, then if... If that's in my heart, there'll always be an opportunity. I'll I'll create an opportunity to do that if it's in the heart. It's not that people commit adultery because there's a window of opportunity. People commit adultery because that is in their heart. Now, I've worked this thing out many years ago. I've looked at those that have fallen. I've read what the Bible says. You know, the Bible says their shame and reproach will never be wiped away. I've thought about the the beautiful relationship I I have with my wife and how that would be so damaged. Um, you know, the fact that I couldn't look in the eyes of my daughters again in the same way, mm. uh, the trust that my congregation has given to me, these things have been written across my heart that that is a no-go area for me. It's not a question of give me a window of opportunity and I will do that because we'll always find an opportunity if it's in our heart to do. Now, let's illustrate that from the Bible, Phil. You take the two lives of uh, Joseph and David. Now, Joseph was given an opportunity uh, he was actually enticed and given the come on, you know, by Potiphar's wife. You remember? Mm, yep. And uh, he ran out the he ran out the house. He just ran down the road. She grabbed hold of his garment and he took off. And I, I think he was the first streaker in the Bible, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact is, he said, "God forbid that I should do this thing." You know, it, it, that message was written across his heart. It's not even an option for me. Now you take David. For David, he hadn't got to that place where he'd sorted through this thing. And so when he saw Bathsheba, there was a window of opportunity. And he actually sent for her. He set the whole thing up mm. because his heart had not yet received that message across it 
that that is just not an option for me. And so he went through it. He experienced all the pain. And what I'm saying in all this is that we live out of the abundance of that which is in our heart. Mm. If that's the case, though, and mm. that life works from the inside out, should that affect how we minister to other people? Should we concentrate more on the heart? I believe so. I believe that that is Christian ministry. Um, the heart of the problem, if you like, is the problem of the heart, or the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. So we've got to always remember that life works from the inside out. Now, we're forever trying to get things to work from the outside. Uh, for example, in counselling, we'll come back to that again, uh, the human way of affecting change is often via what we call behaviour modification, mm-hmm. which is just like rearranging the furniture, rearranging things on the outside to look a little bit better. But we, we want to see that the real problem is what's in the heart. So the Bible's way of changing people is not trying to rearrange their lives externally, you know, giving them another set of rules to do, if you like. What it tries to do is to transform the heart through the renewing of the mind, to rewrite the messages that are there on our heart with the truth, because it's the truth that sets us free and is going to keep us in God's order. Mm. You're right. I mean, religion is not about a bunch of rules and, and do this and do that. People often think that it is, but yeah. it's, it's about the transformation of our heart and our heart becoming more in line with God's. Yeah. Is that a fair yeah. description? Yeah, the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's how we were transformed, by the renewing of our mind. The more and more we see the truth about us, about our new identity, about the resources that we have, about God's goals for us, our destiny and so on, that's what's going to transform our hearts. And, and that's where we live out of, is our heart. Practical discussion on guarding our hearts. And we'll have more for you same time tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free. For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book What's Eating You, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.